Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast. I am your host, the Reverend Captain Kick-Ass. I know for a fact the United States is literally uh, engaged in conscription. And that is, like, as soon as a baby is born, they owe, like, $50,000 or something, right? As soon as the baby's born, when when you owe money, as soon as you're born, you haven't even had a chance to, like... You know, be at zero. Yeah. You know, how the fuck do you owe money? How the fuck do, does a government get away with taxing unborn children <laughs> for the future, right? To fund the war now. Yeah. You know, to that's... Fund everything now. They well, yeah. Anything. And I mean, and that's and that's literally what's happening. So... Well, the dollar has gone down, what, like, over the past... Oh, it's lost of 98% of its value over the last, you know, two uh, generations. I was reading an article three generations. in Forbes magazine that our guy was saying that the minute you take away something from the gold standard, it immediately loses value. It immediately causes fluctuations, and, it, and that's why, you know, the dollar is, it's up and it's way down. It's up a little bit and then it's way down. Um, and if you, if you were to go back to the gold standard, it would be solidly tied to a thing that it continuously goes up. It rarely goes, you know what I mean, rarely goes down. Plus, um, you'd be able to keep better track of the Fed and all that bullshit. You wouldn't even really need the Fed, honestly, but um, you'd be able to keep better track of that stuff because it's one thing that controls the dollar, basically. One fucking thing. Instead of economic markets in China and oil prices in Iraq and all this other stuff. Like, there's so many things that go into the dollar going up and down. Well, well, I, and the number one thing that goes into it is the Federal Reserve. Right. Right, which is... You know, contrary to its name, it's a <laughs> private fucking bank. Yes. And uh, what it does is it lends money to the government. So the United States is in debt now to this Federal Reserve Bank that's as federal as fucking Starbucks is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, not federal at all. It's a privately owned bank, but it prints all of the money. Right. And so the value of the dollar can be directly related to and they give it all sorts of names, but it's basically printing more of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the government, you know, most recently calls it quantitative easing, right? Quantitative Which is just easing. bullshit for for them saying we're going to print more. Right. And right. And the more money operates on on the the principle of scarcity. Yeah. So the more that there exists of it, the less value it's going to have. Right. Right. And so, you know, with it printing more, and then, of course, there's, uh, you know, the actual banking part, uh, which I'm trying to recall the phraseology is for it. Uh, when a bank uh, loans money out, it actually creates money out of thin air because yeah. it doesn't have the money to loan right. you, but it just puts some zeros. Oh, it's called fractional reserve banking, mm. right? So uh, a bank has, you know, let's say a bank has a million dollars, like in cash in its vault. Yeah. Right. Well, it can loan out 10 times that. Well, now there's $10 million in the market that didn't exist before mm. based on the fact that the bank is holding on to $1 million. I was reading a lot of like Ron Paul books. Yeah. He has like end the fed and all that. Yep. And I have completely lost everything I've learned from those books. So I'm going to have to go back and reread. Yeah. Those. Um, the, the Mises Institute is a good resource for all that kind of stuff. 
um, uh, Austrian economics in general, right? Mm-hmm. It's called Austrian economics because it's not regular economics. Right. <laughs> it's Austrian. <laughs> regular economics is complex and diluted, right. <laughs> and you have to learn like 17 billion new vocabulary words for tax. Like law. You know, th- yeah, it's just like law where it's bullshit. Austrian economics is... Um, I got two dollars. You want to sell me something for two dollars? I give you the two dollars. You give me the thing. <laughs> That's Austrian economics, right? That I sounds mean, it's, hard. It's you no, know, it's really fucking basic, you know. And you mean and, I, but, wow, yeah. Man. And 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 the other version is called uh, Keynesian. Keynesian, yeah. You know, economics, which is what you know every politician and every banker, right. you know, at least in the U.S., probably in the world, like subscribes to. They make it too complex for the normal person to understand, so therefore you cannot use it so to they your can, advantage. So they can dominate you. <clears throat> yes. So they can dominate you, right? Whereas Austrian economics goes, supply and demand, motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, and that's, that's how it actually works, you know? Do you think that in today's world, could all that stuff work? Like, do you think that it's possible that something so simple could actually solve the problems that we have today. I mean, it seems logical to me, um, but then again, I don't. There's so many. There's so much bullshit in the world affecting other things, and maybe I'm just fooling myself to think that all those other things would affect a simple premise, you know? I, and, and you have to get all those other people to kind of get on board with that premise. Yeah. Like, do you think that it would would something that small or that just a basic? That's, that's a, I mean, not a basic change, but. It's a simple theory. Would that solve like almost all the world's economic problems? I I don't, you know, solving economic problems. You have to look deep into what is the cause of the problem, right? Where where do the problems come from? And and nine times out of ten, economic problems stem from statist intervention, uh, whether it's economic sanctions. Are we talking or about regulation? War, like regulation. regulation. You know, all these things are what cause economic fucking mm. instability, right? So, like, you have to look at that, right? Or it's at least the number. It's not all. It doesn't cause all of it, right? I mean, there's, stuff, you know, the marketplace is volatile. Right. And, you know, if somebody invents something new, all of a sudden something people were buying, you know, on the regular goes by the wayside. That's just how it works, right? Right. This, is, a, this is an anarch. Is this an anarch, anarchistic sort of view of, like, the way... Uh, it's more of a like a like a free market view. free market view, and and by free market I mean an unregulated market. Right. I was reading a uh, uh, article, and in fact I posted about it too. It's called uh, System D. Oh yeah, right? yeah. And yep, this yep. is this is um, some of the shops and stuff that are selling. Well, stuff? System D refers to basically the gray and black markets. Mm-hmm. Anything that's off the books as far as like <clears throat> any government is concerned. Right. So if you're you're a German business and you buy one part off the books for cash and you incorporate it into your you know cars that you're selling, let's yeah. say Volkswagen does that or whatever. Well, that's considered part of System D, but it also encompasses the entire black market. Mm-hmm. Right, it encompasses yard sales. Right, it encompasses Craigslist. Right, if I want to buy and sell musical instruments on yeah. Craigslist, I don't report that income or outgo or loss or gain or whatever. It's not yeah. taxed. Right, this is all part of System D. Mm-hmm. Well, so somebody did a, did a study, and it shows that System D, if you put it all together, right, has grown so much in our generation. That it is basically, economically speaking, numerically, the third largest world power hmm. next to China and the yep. U.S. Yep. Right? So economically, it is 
you know, basically Russia, you know, back yeah. before the Cold War or whatever, right? I mean, economically speaking, it is a superpower. So there's this this thing out there that nobody talks about, you know, and it's been given a name now by this article, System D. You know, it was probably given that if you read the article, it goes into detail of why it became System D. It's actually a French phrase. Um, but there is this growth that nobody talks about of what I consider the free market, right? That, you know, it's got its own ups and downs. It's got its supply and demand, but it's totally unregulated. And it's the largest growing economic sector in the world. Huh. So much so that it's the third superpower, economically wow. speaking. So there's a bunch. And that includes like Tor, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We're like the Silk Road yep. and, you know, all those types of things. It includes drug dealing and smuggling and, you know, arms deals and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But still, like if you think about, you know, does is it supply and demand? Yeah. That is a complete and accurate and, uh, you know, state-free, yeah. uh, you know, version of the market. And it's growing. And it's getting bigger. More people drop out of economies, out of statist economies, and decide to go into agorism, which is basically conducting business off the books, mm-hmm. right? And people are making livings at it, yeah. like, like doing well, you know? They have to take some extra steps, of course, to hide from the fucking man, yeah. you know? But, like, I mean, I was surprised. I'm like, holy fuck, man. This is a really powerful thing. And it, and it just goes to illustrate the uselessness of the state, right? If states go away, the market is still going to be there. If states stay, the market's still going to be there. It's just going to drive prices up for what you really want that the state says you can't have. There was an there was an article in Forbes magazine that had to do with Jack Ma, and he's like the the owner creator of um, Alibaba, which is the Chinese Amazon slash eBay, and it does it is oh god what they say five times bigger than Amazon. It's um, and eBay together. It's this huge thing. He's the second richest man in China. Um, and it started out of his... I've gar- been to their site. It started out of his garage. So they're having this problem now. Um, and this is where the government really doesn't get... <laughs> it's it's basically Amazon if the government doesn't get involved. And and, <laughs> and that's why they're doing so well. But basically their, their, pro- their main problem is American um, and European vendors are having a problem with counterfeiting. Hmm. So a bunch of there's a there's you, you put in uh, they said they did a search for Gucci and fifty dollars which Gucci doesn't make anything for fifty dollars <laughs> and they came up with like thirty thousand hits yeah. on the and so you know and they figured out that you know twenty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety of them were counterfeit yeah so Jack Ma um, and th- there's all these American and European companies that are trying to that are suing uh, Alibaba and True. I can't remember what the actual name of the company is, but it, it's basically half of Alibaba. Okay. Um, and uh, they're suing these for co- basically copyright infringement or like whatever their trademark infringement. Um, so, and he's having to deal with like not offending his core group. Is basically Alibaba started with a bunch of guys selling counterfeit shit. Yeah. Like honestly. Yeah. Um, so he's trying to keep. He needs to keep those people. And also to grow his market, if he wants to take over worldwide, he has to satisfy Fendi, Gucci, New Balance, Nike, yeah. like everybody. He has to satisfy those people too. So he's trying to work um, with uh, within within reason. Like people keep suing him, and he meets like him and his staff meet with you know agreements with these companies to try and uh, root out the counterfeiters, yep. and they root out thirty thousand and another people. 
they open up another shop, you know, two days later and they're selling the same shit. So he's trying to be all things to all people, but he basically says, you know, these companies are, uh, they have to change their business model. That's what he basically told them. Like, because you cannot <laughs> sell your a purse for $500 that is worth $10. Right. Just because it has a name attached to it. So he he's kind of telling them to fuck off. Yeah. All I do know is that they sell $500 wallets, and I'm sh- I looked at one, <laughs> and that wallet looked no fucking different than the $20 wallet that I have in my only, it I- has the Gucci logo, it's fucking covered, which is ugly, yeah. like they cover everything in that ugly ass, gee, it's like, it's fucking hideous, like everything's covered in that, why would you want to buy that? Yeah, I. but I know the difference between the $500 wallet and the $20 wallet. When you buy the $20 wallet, you're going to be able to put some money in it. Right, yeah. <laughs> after I, you buy it. Like I said, if there was a diff- if, if I had a chance to buy, if I had $500 to buy a wallet, I would buy the $20 wallet and put, and put 480 bucks in it. it. That's right. Or it would, if I bought the $500 wallet, I wouldn't wear anything else. Like I would wear, I would just have a wallet and I would be naked. And so people would say, that I see this wallet? 500 bucks. Yeah. And they would say, you're a fucking idiot. And I'd say, yeah, you're right. And I'm an idiot. But a Jack Ma is, bro- like, the guy's brilliant. He's kind of a, like, he went to the White House with the premier of China um, okay. on their last visit. Because you have to take him into consideration now if you're dealing with China. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the guy. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't just, and they can't just do away with him. Like, so he has kind of uh, entrenched himself and made himself, a, like, a, a force to be reckoned with in China. Um, and I think he's really smart because a he's playing both sides. Yeah. Like as far as with, with whether it's you know uh, Gucci or Fendi or whatever Salvador Ferragamo whatever the hell you want to do all these but Nike New Balance he's he's kind of he's a great politician because he's like yeah we'll do this because they are actually stopping um, a certain amount of of. Uh, of uh, counterfeits from coming through okay. and they're showing them like, Hey, we're actually doing something about this. And then they're also not doing, you know, the other shops pop up and, and it's really just kind of a, he's kind of a politician because he's like, yeah, we're doing something about this. And then they're really not doing anything about it. <laughs> it it's not something that can be stopped unless he really wanted to fuck over the website. Like if he said, all right, no more, no more counterfeits. Like that's it. Half of the website would go away. Right. It would shut, they would cut their, their their um, earnings in half, right. you know. To I mean, and then all the big labels would take over, and like, who knows how that would affect the Chinese people because they want cheap stuff because they want cheap stuff, like everybody. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, yeah. It's just a. I think he's. I think he's a smart guy. Like he's just somebody. Once again, he's like a, an entrepreneur that Amazon, like right. whatever, like started out in his, ba- his garage and took it into something else. Well, one of the uh, uh, the closest thing outside of System D, like the black market and gray market, right. the closest thing I think in our lifetimes that we've ever seen to a free market, um, and it's not you know completely one hundred percent this example, but it's pretty goddamn close because it uses a bunch of free market principles according to Austrian economics anyway, uh, is like the first four years of eBay. Oh, right, yeah. Right? I mean, hundreds of thousands of people began full-time careers. They were able to leave their fucking slave wage jobs, you know, and start their own fucking careers buying and selling shit on eBay, right? And this was completely unfucking regulated 
mm-hmm. right? eBay was completely unregulated at its onset, yeah. right? Um, they didn't even like collect tax on any sales or anything until much later, until it got like to be a you know a couple billion dollar a year industry or whatever, right? Well, that's what I was gonna get back. I was gonna say I was gonna try and compare it because Jack Ma isn't that sort of, his half of his people are people that are selling out of their they're being their own entrepreneur, yes. like, and they're not being regulated because the communist government isn't going to do anything to that. I mean, they're not, not gonna, at all. Especially if it's an American companies that they're fucking with. Yeah. So, do you think that's like that's the clo- it's probably the closest thing to what eBay was in its beginning, like this, and it's this huge thing. Yeah. Because half of the people are mom and pops. I'd like to thank all listeners of the Kick Ass Podcast, and I of course hope it enhances your experience as an individual. If you want to find me, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Reverend Captain Kickass. Thanks. Peace.